Hello everyone, I hope you're well. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewers Journal, and we are here today in Liverpool, home of Neptune Brewery, and I'm delighted to be joined by Les O'Grady, co-founder of Neptune. Hello. How are you, Les? Good, thanks for you. Excellent. Never better, never better. So um, we are here with Les, but just off uh, camera for the time being, we have uh, Julia O'Grady, the uh, co-founder of Neptune as well, and I think uh, boss, according to Les. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, it's it's... A team effort, from what yeah. I gather. So, um, Les, um, thank you for having us. And let's get the elephant in the room out of the way straight away. Yep. Tough time for brewing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, tough time for the, the hospitality sector. But great to see a brewery like Neptune, you know, really community focused, going on a journey like a lot of the great breweries do, where every year there's uh, a transition, evolution. Yep. And obviously last year, was one such year of that. Absolutely was, yeah. So can you tell us a bit more, how did, how did 23, 2023, shall I say, pan out for you? Because that was a, it's a busy one. Yeah, it was. Um, the old site we were in, um, we outgrew, and we needed to move the brewery. So it took us a while to find the site, which we did, and we moved brewery in a year ago, pretty much, 2020, uh, January 23. Um, at the same time, we had found where we are now the beer house and it was quite um an interesting start to the year shall we say yep. moving brewery trying to establish well obviously get this place kitted out and get this open as well so it was quite a, a hectic start to the year so this as i said it, it feels like a real community asset already yeah. mm -hmm. you know into its young life yeah. um really warm hospitable uh bar pub hybrid yep. i feel mm -hmm. you know but obviously a showcase for great beer yeah namely namely your beers mm -hmm. um tell us how you you stumbled across it because i can see the shop that ties yeah. into that story across the road yeah there's a home bargains opposite uh, me and julie were coming out of there after buying cat food or something like that i think <laughs> and we just sort of were parked or well, waiting to, to come out looked across the road it was like that might make a good bar Double fronted building, uh -huh. nice space, good light. And yep. yeah, we sort of inquired. And then yeah, it took you know, it was it was it was a good find. Because obviously the tap room was a real integral part of yeah. the Neptune mm -hmm. proposition yeah. in your old site. Obviously you've got the new one now, which as we've seen earlier, has got a great space mm -hmm. to grow into. Yeah. Um obviously a tap room was always gonna be part of that. So I, I imagine it was a bit of a phrase that I think a lot of us used during COVID, a bit of a time to pivot yeah. with your idea of, okay, we're doing this tap room, but we're going to mm -hmm. do it in a slightly different manner. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old brewery had a tap room attached, which was your quintessential move everything mm. out for the weekend, put everything back in, you know, that was in the way of brewing. Um, so when we move site, we've moved to a more, shall we say, industrial area. So there's less, there's less housing around. So finding somewhere where we could open more often, attract more people, um, and it doesn't interrupt with our brewing as well. So if we want to, we can be in there at the weekend doing you know stuff in the brewery as well. And then we can focus on having, showcasing our beers here. Yep. We have 12 lines of our own beer, unless we've done a collab with somebody. So it's pretty much always our beer on. And we've got our existing or our previous regulars 
who followed us here from the old site. Most of them live locally. But then we've found, because we're on the high street now, we've got a lot more footfall and people are discovering us each and every week and finding out, hopefully, what great beer we do. And you're taking them on that journey. Absolutely, yeah. Because I think your beers, as I said before, there's, I feel like they're kind of modern expressions of mainly traditional styles. But you've got, you know, you're not afraid to you know, to do what you want at the same mm-hmm. time. You've got great pale ales, great lagers, ESBs. But then as we see here, fantastic new coffee collaboration too. Yeah. Um, we've found, obviously, as most breweries do, I think it's important to have a core range, which people know, love, go back to all the time. Zillies are permanent cast beer in here, and people actually complain if they don't see it. They're like, where is it? Okay, so that's on constantly. So we found, especially since we've moved here, we've got people who like what they like, and that's it. But as a brewery, as brewers, you always want to sort of experiment to try something a little bit different. So this is our latest project, which is the, the coffee beers. We've done three. We work with the local roastery, Crosby Coffee. So we we work with them to find the best beans to, to match with the three beers we've done. Release them as a, a trilogy. So, you know, you can try one or all three, you know, in, you know, in one go, if you like. And, yeah, they've, they've gone down really well, but it keeps the the brewing team interested as well, as well as the drinker. So yeah. you're not, like, churning out the same beer, you know, each and every no. week. So you've got something new to get your teeth into. But these are different expressions of, of coffee and beer, yeah. I understand, as well. Yeah. And, and you were saying earlier that it was interesting to you that n- no single beer jumped out when you had a sort of launch here yeah. different people vibed off yeah so we did ones. we did we did a launch uh, a couple of weeks ago and <clears throat> we paired we paired the or julie paired the beers with cake which was really good uh <laughs> and we had the guys from crosby coffee come over so explained about which coffees they used where they came so they had the origins of the coffee and then yeah at the end of the night we did a show of hands and so we do a there's a coffee cream ale a coffee ipa and a coffee stout yeah and it was pretty much a split even which one people preferred which was which was interesting yeah and and so these beers are well as part of the move you were looking I understand previously to buy a new brew house yeah and um, obviously you've got a, a nice new you know cask washer you've got mm-hmm. canning in house yeah but you're still brewing these beers on the initial kit with yeah. this focus now on 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 the on trade i suppose you yeah know? yeah i think um it would have been a little bit too much of a risk if you like to invest a lot of money in a new kit um so we've invested it in this basically so the beer house is we've made it somewhere we want to drink it's where we would come and enjoy which we do um and it's a good outlet and it's a good testing ground as well for new beers as well so you can put them on we have a little pilot project going as well so it's good from that point of view um and i think the way hospitalities at the moment and you've not always got the certainty of um trade sales it's good to have something you know it's going to be pretty constant if you like each week and how much of your beer um brewed by neptune brewery goes through the beer house we probably do the equivalent of maybe one brew a week will come through here so one one you know, one guy, the equivalent, obviously, yeah, different yeah. beers. But it's probably about one a week would come through here. And I understand, obviously, you and Julie still, you know, you will do shifts here. Yeah. Like this uh, coming weekend. 
But what does a um, if there's such a thing? What's a normal day for you now? At, you know, in your role. Oof. This actually, we, we we took on Alice, a new brewer, uh, this year, and so I've taken a more of a backseat in the actual physical brewing. Still get me, you know, still get me hands dirty, wet, whichever way you want to, you know, every now and again. But the, the actual brewing um, is less than it was, yeah. which has given me more time to focus on actually running the business, if you like. So, you know, it's easier now to, to plan ahead, plan beers like the coffee, you know, the coffee project. We can put a little bit more effort into doing that. Um, and then the way it's going this year, obviously events and stuff would be a bit more, uh, less um tiring should we say doing outside events because it's not as full on you know in, in the day-to-day week to week so we'll be able to focus a little bit more on you know doing events as well so you obviously do the sort of limited releases the seasonals yeah. the projects as well but but do you still enjoy the sort of uh the satisfaction of dialing in beers that people love and and maybe making improvements that they might not even know are happening yeah but really kind of dialing in those recipes yeah. to get them to where you want them absolutely to as I said before, we've, we, we have our core range um, and the last, um, within the last six months, two of them have got the regional camera champion beer of Britain. One got a gold, one got a bronze. And it's good that, you know, we're, we're making a beer that's that, so you say, constant, that, you know, it's it's good enough to win the awards. At the same time, people are coming here, see it on the bar and just go, right, that's what I want. Yep. And it, it's satisfying. That, and, and, you know, and, and people will go, Oh, I really like that beer, and I've seen it. I'll buy it wherever it is. At the same time, it's exciting to see someone's face when you try a coffee beer for the first time and go, "Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't expect that. That's really good." Not everyone likes everything you do. We get that, and some people go, "Hmm, it's not for me." But no. you know, there's always we've got twelve beers here, so there must be something someone will like, you know. But there's that thrill of 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 that, you know, the consumer review almost of the yeah. beers you make. Yeah. You know, knowing that hey, that's the recipe that you've developed over the years. Now you've got the great team back at yeah. the brewery mm-hmm. making a product that people enjoy and appreciate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great yeah. stuff. It's also good we see, you know, we've got a few more permanent lines now locally, you know, um, Mosaic, one of them, which we've got there. We've got that on tap in quite a few places in the city centre now, which is on a permanent basis as well. So, again, it sort of justifies the, the quality control, if you like, that goes into making that beer the same every time we do it. The, you know, it's, you know, we can... We can People have got confidence in selling it, you know, week in, week out. Yeah. And obviously it's not just you and Julie. I think you, you, you've been very keen in the past, which I think is the right thing to do, you know, to make it clear. It's a team effort. Absolutely. It's, it's not, you know, yeah. it's, it's not just you, you're backed by a great team. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about Team Neptune? Yeah. So we've got um, Gavin, who's been with us for eight years now. So Gavin was employee number one, if you like, wow. so which is on his payslip. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gav's been with us for eight years. Initially he came in just as a delivery driver and just to help around the brewery. He's now, you know, um, he brews, you know, we all either brew or package every day. Um, so we've took on Alice this year. So Alice has come in. Um, she's a Harry at Watt graduate. So she's bringing a little more, shall we say, expertise in that side, you know, because I'm pretty much self-taught. You know, I don't have any brewing qualifications. I've, I've learnt along the job. So, you know, so she's bringing in a little bit of expertise. Um, and the fact she's half my age as well, a little bit of youth, shall we say, into the uh, the brew team. And then we're backed up by um, JP, who's our... Started off as the designer. He pretty much does 
yeah. he looks after all the software and you know the brewing software and the, the sales and stuff like that um and then we got andy who's our delivery driver great so it must be rewarding to be able to be an employer yeah yeah you know uh, a, a local employer and also mm-hmm. bring people through yeah and again he, we've also got a team of five now in the beer house two full-time and three part-time in the beer house great stuff and again, it's, it shows that that evolution, yeah. you know, from a brewery that started in 2015 to one mm-hmm. that's employing, what, 10, yeah. 10 or so people yeah. now. Yeah. Great. It does have its responsibilities. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. But it's it's great to see breweries, you know, in an age where we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, closures and contractions, mm-hmm. see one that's growing on virtue of a quality liquid and yeah. quality products mm-hmm. and people behind it. Welcome back. Um, it's a pleasure now to be joined by Julie O'Grady, the co-founder of Neptune Brewery. How are you, Julie? I'm okay, thank you. Thanks for, for asking. Well, great stuff. And we are enjoying Sunken City, which is we we're just discussing. I mean, I think if you look at a dictionary definition of uh, sessionable beer, this is probably it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very refreshing, very light citrus notes, 4%. Yeah, but you can have more than one or two pints. Uh, very drinkable and I think you know it's great that you know we're we're living in a world of beer where there's something for everyone you know you from the the incredible constant rise of no and low to you know the beers that I have far too many of the sort of bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts you know the ones you share with your friends no exactly (laughs) you know sharing with your friends and 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 just great and you know every beer office has its own identity and offers Mm. up something different but I do feel like Neptune has always had its name associated with just great session strength beers. You know, you do a lot, but this is, for me, this is a really kind of almost like a a, a classic Neptune beer. Yeah, um, ever since we started, it was our goal to brew very drinkable beers um, and look at some traditional styles of beers and modernise them slightly mm. in altering the ingredients and obviously the new different hops that you, you can get now. Um, but yeah, we, we never set out to, to brew massive big beers. And, you know, we originally started on, on cask. That was for the first eight months of when we began. It was just purely cask beers. And then we went to, to bottles and, and keg. And then obviously when cans became more popular in 2017, we actually went on to, to canning. Um, but yeah, I say for, for us, it, it's... It's important that we have beers that are very drinkable for, for people because things certainly last year and this year are changing what people do want to, to drink. It's the tide has turned, I think, uh, whereas a lot of people originally will look after something big and bold. And yet there are still those drinks available and so there should be. You know, we do ourselves brew some higher ABV beers, but not very often. No. And we tend to do that towards the latter part of the year, like Christmas, because, you know, people are after something a little bit a bit different. So, yeah, for us, keeping it drinkable, sessionable, I don't know, safe, yeah. some people may say, but yeah, we're more than happy to, to do that. And it's great you offer the, the split of formats. Um, but I think as you previously said, you know, Liverpool still really a cask city. Mm. 
I mean, do, do, uh, how do how does that affect your cells? Are you still mainly cask led on on the cell yeah, side? Yeah, um, we I say most people know us for cask first and foremost, and we brew great cask beer. Um, but what people tend to forget is that the beer that's in the cask is the same beer that's in the keg and the can. And it's just as good. It's just in a different dispense. And sometimes I, I get a little bit mm, trying to get that through to people to say, yeah, we do. And they go, you brew brilliant cascal. Yeah, we do in keg as well because it's the it's the same beer. But yeah, we are we are known and we take good care of the, the beer that we brew. And obviously every brewery should. And I think the way we brew as well, because all our beers unfined, so, and we've never done a beer that has been fined. Um, so that's not suitable for vegans mm. and we never will do. We, that's how we set our, our stall mm. out many moons ago. Um, and it's, you know, for us as well, we don't force carbonate. So it goes into secondary fermentation, uh, which is unique in a lot of, mm. you know, a lot of breweries. I know there are some that are doing it more now than you know, than what there was when we first started. But yeah, you know, we don't force carbonite, so it's unfiltered, unpasteurized, and you know, and unfired. And how do you educate people then? And don't mean that in a patronizing way, but you know, when it comes to, you know, informing people that might not know otherwise, you know, it's like, oh, I only like cask, or I only like keg, maybe, you know, it's, it's, it can yeah. be a frustrating position to yeah, end up in. You know, it depends. Every customer is different. Every trade customer depends on on what they want. There's some breweries out there doing amazing uh, beers that are more suited to to keg, um, and that's what their customers want. Maybe a little bit more high B ABV, more of a as I call them juice bombs. They want something that's really you know juicy and more on the the tropical on the a fruit side than more on a on a if you like beer side to a yeah. degree. Um, but yeah, you know, we just explain to them what our beer is and what's different about it. And, you know, have a try, try the cask because obviously it's a completely different uh, dispense. You know, it's not as cold. Obviously the carbonation is a lot lower. Um, and then, you know, try the, the keg beer or the, you know, the can. And you'll see, because sometimes that can change ever so slightly, the flavour. It can bring out more things. We do our abyss. Um, which is one of our core beers, our triple O's at Stouts is amazing. And it's actually my favorite beer that we do. And on cast, that is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely creamy, lovely chocolate notes, all the dark roastiness coming coming through, little hints of coffee. On keg, it's great, but because obviously the coldness, it can numb that little of course, bit of, of, of flavor. So, you know, it, it does lend itself, I think, as do certain beers in better. But we just try to say to people, you know, this is what we do in Kirk. This is, and people will make their own minds up. Everybody's palate is different, isn't it? Whether it's a trade customer or somebody who may be here in the beer house and, and the drinking, yeah. you know, the beer. So, and I said in my introduction a moment ago that um, for me, it feels like Neptune are very much a brewery that feels part you know part of the community but also part of the industry you know you do you do a lot of great releases participate in beer festivals and a lot of great collabs as well obviously you did the is it razom a few years Razum, ago yeah yeah but there's yeah. also a lot of things you, you kind of participate you're not like a passive element of this brewery you're kind of playing a part and trying to yeah yeah it's it's great to be able to do collaborations and uh, you know 
as I've always said, and you know, people may know we do collaborations because we we want to, and the people that we like, we don't do for collaborations' sake. Um, <clears throat> we don't do one every month or whatever. You know, we we we've actually reduced because we we obviously we're busy in the brewery doing other things and events, and even though there may be more of us, it's still hard to try to get the time to fit everything in. But we do have people that we love to collaborate with, and we've done a couple of times, which. Yeah, one was was like marble. Yep. Uh, we've done a couple of collaborations with with them, and new people Amity last year. You know, uh, Les went to to brew with them. So you know, this year we've got a couple of collabs that are in the the pipeline as well, which is is quite nice. But we're not going to be doing them every month or no. so it's it's that's not our thing. We like to do it, yeah. and it's nice to be asked. And we ask people, and if they say yeah, that's that that's great. But. Uh, so yeah. obviously Marble being in Manchester, Amity and Leeds, um, you know, Liverpool is known for great hospitality, great pubs. I, I feel like there's so many great breweries here. I think I feel like we've discussed in the past that despite that, though, sometimes, you know, it might not be a bit of a, you know, um, an exaggeration, but it gets left behind a bit compared to the Bristol's, the Manchester, the Leeds yeah, and so I on. Think, you know? um, and I've, again, I've said this before that we we're not far down the roads. We're half an hour, forty minutes from from Manchester, and we absolutely love Manchester. A lot of friends in Manchester, amazing breweries yeah. and bars and everything. But <clears throat> we can sometimes be left in the shadow for for Manchester people, and people miss out on on the great pubs and bars and the breweries that we've got that are coming out of Merseyside as well. Yes, we are predominantly more a city that's still cask orientated and i certainly don't see that changing anytime soon but it is gradually there's more pubs that are opening up or bars and yet they're still doing cask because that is what people want to want to drink um but they are also doing keg beer as well and they're introducing more like craft beer into their bars and things so obviously younger generation who want beer then have got the you know the crafty side of things and then those who don't necessarily want to have that on on keg they, they go more towards you know a, a, a cast beer but yeah you know it, it is annoying because Liverpool is a, is a great city um and we've got a lot to offer fantastic buildings pubs bars people as well we're passionate people and it's just a a nice place to 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 visit and sometimes yeah i do feel that we get bypassed because manchester's more known and it's a bigger city than than what we are but you mentioned obviously predominantly cask but i feel like breweries like neptune are the future of cask because you go into and show people hey we do these great cake beers we also do cask and obviously there's so much to be said about, you know, the looking after the beer, the education, the uh, training of the staff and, and knowing how to keep it in great condition. And yeah. to almost we've got to manifest and create this demand mm. to assume that there is this demand for these great beers because we all know, you know, the, the life that they they have. But I feel like to, to ensure that cask, you know, conversation has been going on for ages now, but doesn't just survive, but it can thrive again. Yeah, I feel like we need more more breweries like yours that, that really passionate about it and make a great product. Thank you. Uh, yeah, as I say, we're proud of, of the, the beer we do and the, the cask. 
And I think that's the thing that some people say cask is in decline and other people say, oh, no, it's not. But it's interesting how things now are turning around in the past year or so that people, other different breweries are now having to diversify. So those that maybe said previously, no, we won't do cask, then all of a sudden they're, they're doing cask. Um, I think it's a case of never say never mm-hmm. as such. And the way the economic climate has, has, has gone or is going, that you need to keep your options open as well. Um, but if you are going to do a cask beer, then it's understanding about cask beer as well, you know, how, how it's brewed, how to look after it and everything, you know, that goes with it. And that's not just from a brewery side, that's important from those who actually serve it on the opposite side of, yeah. of the bar as well to make sure the customer is getting, you know, a really good pint of, of cask that it's saved. It's been, you know, left to settle for a couple of days. It's, you know, and it's at the right temperature, not too cold. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah, I say, well, the debate on sparkle or not sparkle. <laughs> yeah, we're sparkle, got to have a sparkle. Yeah. You know, but uh, some do- people, for various reasons, they'll go on about, you, you know, the uh, no, no, it takes this out, takes that out, and I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah, but, we could yeah. do a whole video on that, yeah. I think, and then some. <laughs> so, um, uh, so for people who want to come and enjoy a fantastic pint of sparkled cask, what, um, what are the timings that you, you open here at the beer house? The beer house, we are open uh, Thursday to Sunday. And on a Thursday and Friday, we are open from 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. Okay. And um, Fridays and Saturdays, we are open 10, uh, sorry, we are open 12 till 10 p.m. Excellent. Yeah, so our last orders is 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, everyone's usually gone by half 10, quarter to 11, which suits us fine. It's part of the license conditions because of where we are near to obviously yes. a couple of houses and such things as well. But, uh, and yeah, I say the as Les has already alluded to, we have an amazing customer base as well. We have a lot of regulars that followed us from our old tap, which we only opened on a, on a Saturday. Uh, which is 10 minutes down the road from here. And then we've got a, a new lot of customers as well. And you know, we, we never, the same as our trade sales and the brew, we never take anything for granted. We're grateful for everybody who comes in here, whether they're a regular or they have one pint every mm-hmm. week or every other month they visit us. So, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're glad that we've brought something to you know, our hometown, Magull, something that's different yeah. to what other pubs are around as well, a choice, you know, uh, 12 beers there's got to be something there that you, you you're going to like yeah you know you said fantastic customer base but I'd equally say they're lucky to have you thank you <laughs> so uh, finally I've got to ask new Everton ground being built oh. fantastic new stadium uh, but title race you the wrong pace tire, I'm, tire, I'm the rest <laughs> I was going to say title race you said it's only half an hour or so down the road uh, Liverpool or Man City where's it going to go do you know what? The two great teams. Um, I think well, they are, aren't they? Well, they are. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be very tight, isn't it? And of course, as a as the the red part of Indeed. of Neptune, I'm gonna say you know for us. But uh, yeah, let's wait and see. Yeah. Ask me that at the end of May. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, just anyone but Man City, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, and thank you to Les. Um, so thanks everyone for joining us today. Uh, so my name's uh, Tim, editor of the Brewers Journal. We've been joined by Les O'Grady and Julia O'Grady, co-founders of Neptune Brewery. And uh, yeah, you know when to come and visit, so come and visit the Neptune Beer House. Thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs>